Canto 9, Chapter 19 King Yayati Achieves Liberation The Goats of Lust Sri Shuka said, He, Yayati, who, being moved by lust, thus was ruled by women, for the sake of his well-being acted against it with intelligence. In resignation, he narrated the following story to his wife, Devayani. O daughter of Shukra, please listen to this tale about someone in this world behaving like me, someone adhering to his class and because of whom the sober souls of the forest, they who retired, are repentant. There was a goat in the forest searching for some food for his cherished self. He happened to meet a she-goat that, as a consequence of her own actions, had fallen into a well. Motivated for lust, the he-goat thought of a way to free her. With the tip of his horns he then engaged in digging into the earth around the well. She thus got out of the well. The he-goat thought she had nice hips, and she from her side fancied him as a sexual partner too, just as all the other she-goats did that were looking on. Stout, with a nice beard being a first-class seed donor and master lover, that he-goat, the number one goat of them all, forgot himself completely like someone haunted. As the only male enjoying the great number of them, he was always overwhelmed by his lusts. When the she-goat he had freed from the well saw him, her beloved, engaged in delighting with another one, she could not tolerate that. She considered him a lusty, cruel-hearted pretender, a friend to the occasion who is only interested in sensual matters. Aggrieved, she gave him up to return to her former master. Controlled by her, the he-goat in pain followed her miserably and tried to pacify her on the road with utterances that goats are used to practice, but he could not satisfy her. Some Brahmin, who was the master of the she-goat, angrily cut off the he-goat's dangling testicles. Later on, though, the expert yogi reattached them out of self-interest. O oh, dearest wife, the he-goat, with his testicles restored, for many, many years enjoyed the she-goat he had saved from the well, but up to the present day his lusty desires are not satisfied. I am a poor miser just like that. In the company of you, with your beautiful eyebrows, I am tied in love, and I could as yet, bewildered as I am by your outer appearance, therefore not be of self-realization. The mind of someone who is a victim of lust cannot find satisfaction in all the food grains, barley, gold, animals and women of this world. The lust of the lusty will never ever be pacified by enjoyment, it will only increase, just like a fire that again and again is fed with butter. When someone does not want to teach anybody a lesson, nor wants to act at the detriment of any living being, for such a person, who is of an equal vision towards all, all directions will appear equally happy. The desire that is so difficult to forsake for ignorant people, that root cause of all tribulation that is not so quickly overcome, should be given up by the one seeking happiness. One should not even, just like that, sit close to one's mother, to one's sister, or one's daughter, 
because the senses in combination are so strong that they even will agitate the most learned soul. Even though I, for a thousand years, without interruption, enjoyed the gratification of my senses, that desire still develops constantly. I will therefore give up on these desires and fix my mind on the absolute truth. Free from duality and without falsely identifying myself, I thus will wander with the freedom of the animals in nature. As one perceives and listens to one's desires, one should know them to be of a temporary nature. One should not give them any further thought or strive for them. He who is mindful of the fact that they lead to the prolongation of a worldly existence and to forgetfulness about the real self is a self-realized soul. After the son of Nahusha had said this to his wife, he, being freed from desires, accepted his old age and gave Puru his youth back. He made of his other faithful sons Druyo king over the southeastern direction, Yadu over the southern side, Turvasu over the western part and Anu over the north. The entire planet's riches and wealth he placed under the control of Puru as the most admirable soul of all citizens. He crowned him emperor over his older brothers and, thus having arranged his affairs, left for the forest. All those years he, without interruption, had enjoyed life with his six ways of engagement with his senses and mind. That he all gave up in a single moment, just like a bird that leaves its nest when its wings have grown. Doing this, he was instantly freed from all his attachments and was free from the influence of the three modes now that he derived from his original self. Pure in his transcendence, he achieved the absolute truth of Vasudeva, his destination as a confident associate of the Supreme Lord. When Devayani heard the story about the he-goat and his she-goats, that for a laugh was presented in the exchange of love between husband and wife, she saw that it referred to her self-realization. She understood that living with friends and relatives who are all subjected to the control of the rigid laws of nature, time, is like associating with travelers at a water place. It is a creation according to one's karma of the Lord's illusory potency. The daughter of Shukracharya gave up all her attachments in this dreamlike world, fixed her mind fully on Lord Krishna and shook off the worries about herself. I offer you my obeisances, O Supreme Lord Vasudeva, creator of all, who resides in all beings and abodes. My respects for you who, in perfect peace, are the greatest of all. <laughs> 